Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And uh, I don't know if you could tell, but uh, things are going really well in Rapids land. Uh, first time the Rapids have strung back-to-back wins. One from the road. One at home against Minnesota. The Rapids beat Minnesota 4-3. Jared, immediate thoughts uh, after this 4-3 victory over Minnesota. And, uh, and, of course, the rain delay. We don't have to talk about that just yet. But what are your immediate thoughts about this uh, this win, this 4-3 victory the Rapids uh, just had? I've got a Steve Miller vibe. Take the money and run. Um, we got our three points, and that's two games on the trot where our – Attack has been on point. Uh, we're scoring goals in bunches all of a sudden, but the defense uh, looks just slightly less shaky than the offense looks good. Um, we've managed to scrape by now two straight weeks. We've given up seven goals in two games <laughs> and somehow managed to take six points. That's unheard of. It doesn't happen. So um, I think that we are still on very, very shifty grounds. I don't think that we have necessarily laid the framework for a huge push yet, but we've at least indicated we can we can score a few goals when we need to. We don't have to keep a shutout to win. Um, Hopefully we can keep building from this. But as I think we're still looking at um, kind of putting together the framework for a run, the framework isn't there yet because it's unsustainable to think that we can give up you know, four and a half goals a game and win games like that it just doesn't happen very often. I'm surprised your immediate first take wasn't uh, the Jazzy Sardis hat trick. Oh, I, 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 I mean, c- yes. I yes. come on I mean, here and fantastic. bang. I bang the drum on a Rubio hat trick every week. I bet it every week because I'm like, I'm not going to be caught uh, one of the weeks not betting it right. And sure enough, it's Jazzy Sardis, who I will add uh, benefited from uh, being a poacher to the uh to the rubio strikes two poached attempts and uh i was talking to julio good friend of the podcast julio earlier about it i like jazzy when he's not on the ball <laughs> i like oh, yeah, him he doesn't need to be on the ball he yeah. needs to touch the ball exactly one time yeah and it, and if it's his foot to to score a goal i don't mind that at all um not no. that that's what i want you know for me, I'd prefer a, a, a DP nine that can you can pass to and they can create a chance out of nothing. Um, in this instance, uh, Jazzy um, did exactly you know what a, uh, uh, a true out and out striker should do, and he finished goals. Okay, um, they were you know right time at the right place. Uh, very attentive for him to to get that hat trick. His second uh, finish. Uh, has got to be the best finish he's had uh, wearing burgundy and blue. Yes? No? His yeah. second goal? I mean, especially in the context of a hat-trick game, because the rest of I mean, it, there were a couple of scramble home goals, and uh, thank you, Rubio, for the assist. Well, the uncredited <laughs> assist, because it wasn't a pass. But, um, yes, I mean, I think that this is... I, <laughs> who would have thought that that Zardes would beat Rubio to a hat trick this season, especially. I know that you didn't because, like you said, you bang the table for those hat tricks all the time, and then this one happens. Really, it seems like a freak, a freak affair because uh, you look at the totality of the game, and I don't necessarily think that he was the best player on the pitch necessarily. Um, exactly, obviously, but... player of the match is earned because you get three goals. But sometimes strikers, you know, 
and this is what we talked about early is uh, sometimes when you start scoring, you just can't stop. Um, and now also the inverse of that is when he showed up, he couldn't score from open run of play and scared us all to death because we put so many eggs in that basket. But now we're seeing, like I say, the inverse um, where you get in the habit of scoring and you just keep scoring. What do you, what do you think? Uh, do you think that this is, do you think that this form uh, the last you know, three weeks is more indicative than the first three or four weeks for Zardes. Well, I, I, I think because, uh, you know, I, I said the Zardes signing was not because it's Zardes. It's because our wingers were bad. Um, and sure enough, uh, you start to see some productivity from the wingers in Barrios and Nicholson. You had Lewis come on and, and guess what happened once the, uh, the wingers started producing, they uh they result in Zardes getting goals. I mean uh you know, I think that it's no wonder that um you know that Zardes is getting these goals and in, in these positions. Uh the the last two were were based on, you know, the uh the play from Rubio. Rubio. But besides that, who fed uh Zardes but, you know, uh Michael Barrios. And then I'm pretty sure it's also Michael Barrios who um it was off a cross. Someone, a winger's perfectly placed cross that that Zardes scored his first goal. So, um, you know, I can't be I can't be too upset anymore about Zardes. Uh, maybe this is the uh, the Wanderers eats crow about Zardes, uh, but at the end of the day, I think um, I still have my reservations on whether or not he's worth the price tag. Uh, he's got to he's got to get to ten goals. Um, for me to be like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm officially going to say that, uh, Zardes is the, uh, <laughs> the plan going forward. Uh, yeah, he's I, definitely complicating the off season picture though, for us, for sure. Would you, yeah. would you agree? Dude, I agree. Uh, I, I absolutely think that, um, that he is, he is finally playing to the, uh, to the credit that, that Pori kind of saw in him. And I think, uh, this team is finally starting to kind of like wake up you know what I mean? Like. It's been a while for them to really kind of turn on the uh, the the gears. Uh, the defense is still very, very, very shaky. Uh, we are very con- shaky. We are conceding goals that we should not be. I mean, look at Minnesota. Look at all those goals. Uh, I say one of them was was you know, all of them were you know because of bad defense, but one of them the uh, the Brent Kalman goal that one was uh, the worst. You know, a clear cut chance in the box like that in the eighty first minute definitely gave me some 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 scary uh, vibes but the first two are goals that could easily be preventable you know what i mean um and that's just kind of the thing right now with the rapids is they concede uh the the piss poor efforts that just kind of now i don't know if you can blame that on, on yarbro i don't know if you can blame, blame that on like the center backs the wing backs whoever it is yeah i think fix i think it. there's a collective yeah there seems to be just kind of a collective focus problem i think you know late goals have been uh, a pain in the side all season long uh where last year we snatched a lot of games in those minutes so um again at, yeah i think we are starting to wake up um but maybe still a little groggy um haven't quite got the sleep out of our eyes on the defensive side of the ball um you know we we had a couple very early scares in that game at la um, I believe it was the first game of the season or first game post uh, Champions League exit. And uh, we're, the, the defense was just like never really fully engaged. Um, and I don't know if that's 
I, I, I guess it's probably personnel at this point, um, but how you fix it will be uh, a bit of a different story because we've tried a number of different combinations and kind of gotten a similar result. And I think that comes from having, um, you know, we have three center back options, I would say right now that are all, um, for, if you if you just look at the FIFA rating, I think some, they, there are clear advantages and disadvantages to each of these players. Um, but when you look at the total FIFA rating, for instance, uh, you're looking at players who all fall in that same range because the, their strengths are, are uh, offset by some some weaknesses. And I don't know if we found the right uh, the right sauce yet uh, back there. What do you what do you think on it? Do you think that we'll be able to put that together? Or do we just have to keep scoring four or five <laughs> goals a game to win? You know, if you told me last year the Rapids' main game plan is to outscore the opponent, I would say. That's a bold game plan because, you know, we didn't have an out-and-out striker last year. Now we got two of them. One's playing like a pseudo-10 role in, in Diego Rubio. One of them's an out-and-out forward, uh, target forward in Jazzy Zardes. Um, but, I mean, if, if you're relying on those two to kind of be the uh, the talisman going into the uh, into the in, into like this, this kind of, I don't want to say postseason, but I want to say this, uh, this later half of the season, I mean... Uh, you know the vibes couldn't be any better uh, uh, nowadays for 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 the Rapids. There's just uh, between third place Dallas, who have 36 points, and 11th place Vancouver, who are th- who have 30 points. We're even with uh, the Vancouver, and so is LA. So that six pointer definitely meaning a lot right now. Between third and 11th place is just six ga- six points. The Rapids have. Two games in hand on third place Dallas, um, so I'm I'm very optimistic. I uh, I do think that uh, you said it perfectly. That the personnel that we have is going to be the personnel that's going to have to be the ones to to take us into that kind of next gear. You know, um, we didn't make a move for a um, for anyone in the offs in this uh, not the offseason. Sorry, we didn't make a, like a yeah, substantial move from the window. Uh, Felipe Gutierrez made his debut. I thought he did pretty solid from what I saw. I don't think he uh, was all that bad, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel, you know, with Gutierrez coming in, it's, I, it feels a lot like, you know, on opposite ends of the age scale. But with Preso coming in, uh, the players we're adding, they don't look bad, but there's just not anything that just fills you with confidence. Um, now, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing because when Max came in, we saw the the short clip of all of his highlights from his entire professional career leading up to coming here, and we're like, oh, my God, this guy's flare flash. This is going to be awesome. Um, Wait, who? I think it's a – so when Max came in. Oh, Max, yes. He had all – we you know, we were – Potential. We were all thrilled. We are like, oh, my God, this guy has the drip. He's about to be our 10 that we've long awaited and changed things around for us. Um, maybe, you know, hype doesn't always equate to instant productivity. Uh, but Preso and Gutierrez are, it's, I mean, these are our poor man's additions. These are, these are MLS replacement level, um, players going in. So we've got to see, you know, if they're just going to be okay and they're going to be serviceable, then it's, it's hard to see where, um, that kind of gives us any kind of bump going into the playoffs. And again, I wasn't really looking for players coming in to do that. Like you said, um, you know, it was always the players that we had in the locker room from the beginning that had to change the fortunes. Um, But without any significant moves, and I would say, you know, the inbounds that we've had, Nicholson maybe is the the most impactful 
but you know, no no big changes and and no big additions, but some pretty big outbound names for the Rapids over the last. Really, you look back to, I mean, eight the last eighteen months. Look at how many outbound players we've had, um, and the profile of our outbounds versus our inbounds. And uh, we once again are a team where we have to be underdogs most of the time. And that kind of, again, I think that suits the core group that we've had for a while. But, I mean, just look at the outbound names, Vines to Europe, Bassett to Europe, Acosta to L.A., uh, K to Toronto. Those That, I mean, profile-wise, those might be the four highest profile players we've had in the last two years, um, aside <laughs> from possibly Zardes because of the men's national team fame. But uh, Zardes, we know, has a chip on his shoulder. We should see that come to full bear this Saturday against Columbus, and we'll you, get to that game in a moment. You also but, don't, you uh, don't, this you team don't... needs to get back to that under that underdog grind mindset. Uh, we've got to stop giving up so many goals a game. In my opinion, I think that it's going to benefit us greatly if we can hold opposition to, to you know, 1.25, 1.5 per game um, and start grinding out some points. Uh, and, you know, I uh, now – we talked about it. One, one couple of wins on the road here. Uh, we had one on the road. Uh, now you get a, a grind out win at home, but six points on the trot, and all of a sudden the picture looks a lot more, a lot more rosy. Yeah, and I mean, you said limit the team to just one point five xg. Uh, no <laughs> goals, not xg. Oh, <laughs> I you meant goals. One point. If they have one point two five xg, but they score three, it's uh, just as bad in my book. And we're prone to well, giving up some goals from outside the box from those pretty low xg angles. Well, that's what that's what it is. I mean, the home loss to Austin, they had a one point six xg. The home loss to Nashville, that had a one point seven. Minnesota came in with a one point five xG and scored three, so that's obviously some issues because you you talk about like long term, right? You talk about what what if this team sneaks into the playoffs? It's more than likely this team's going to face LAFC in the playoffs if 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 they were to sneak in. Um, if it comes to decision day and we get a better seed, sure, fine, whatever. Uh, but I mean, LAFC uh, is not a team that's just going to ease off the pedal once they score one. Uh, and the thing is, once once uh, the team scores one on the other end, I don't want to see the other point five. I don't want to see another one. I want to see, I want to see this team suffocate the defense. Because uh, f- from what I'm seeing here, there's definitely some more um, times where the Rapids, especially on the road, have r- limited teams to very low xG. I mean, against Seattle here at home, but even the the Kansas City match, the the away match. Uh, Kansas City had 0.6 xG. It's just too easy to get past the defense, um, and that's going to be the biggest concern. Is is how does how do how do the Rapids stop leaking goals? Uh, Miguel, uh, another friend of the podcast, said it to me. We have a, a, a great squad, but our defense is made of water. It's just too easy to to score goals on us. And and you know, on the night uh, Minnesota United were missing their their main center back, Michael Boxall. Um, you know, if we meet in the playoffs again, and he and he's there and he's ready, do we even score one on on a on a Minnesota team that's got, you know, a, a full strength team because they were missing nine players. All right, yeah. Uh, the Ra- the Rapids beat a a, you know, a low kind of uh, platooned Minnesota United, and they still conceded three. So there's obviously issues. Um, yeah, absolutely. But um, that didn't stop me from putting a fifty on the Rapids to win MLS Cup. 
So uh, we're in, I think. Uh, the vibes are high. We're going to ride them into this match against Columbus Crew. Uh, Columbus Crew, I was talking on it uh, on Twitter with uh, Joseph Samuelson. Um, as always, you know how much I love pointing out uh, XG and uh, what, you know, whatever that stat. Yes, you whatever do that, love the expected goals. I that, expect you to bring up expected goals four times a podcast. So there's like, <laughs> it's 4XXG yeah. for you each pod. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the most, I mean, ever since you gave me that book about XG, uh, it's been nonstop uh, XG references. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Columbus's last five road games here. A average XG of 0.86 on the road. Um, and I said, stop me if you heard this before, but on XG, the Rapids should win. They've conceded an average of 1.1 XG in the last five of their home games. So our XG uh, against us is 1.1. However, the Rapids, uh, in their last, um, in their last five home games, have conceded. Uh, we conceded four to uh, to Minnesota. Sorry, four to Minnesota or three to Minnesota, uh, and then before that we conceded one to Orlando. Before that we conceded three to Austin, and before that we conceded another three to Nashville. So, I mean, if you look at it, 3, 4, 7, uh, 10. No, sorry, that can't be right. That is ridiculous. No, no, you're right. Sorry, the last, um, you know, the last five that the Rapids have played, uh, it's just seven goals that they've conceded. Seven, ten. Ten goals that they conceded. No, I'm, it's, I was right the first time, my bad. But uh, we're conceding an average of 1.1 XG, so... Obviously, the defense is the biggest, you know, the biggest Achilles heel to this team nowadays. Um, do you think this team is missing Austin Trusty, or was Austin Trusty just bound to be checked out this season? And is is his absence a net positive? God, I talked about the Parkers a minute ago, and I completely forgot about Trusty already because he was so damn bad this season. Um, no, I mean, he was a stalwart. He was a very good player last year. Um, we all felt he was a bit checked out this year, but are we missing him? Yeah, I would say uh, possibly because well, you're missing 2021, that. trusty. That's for exactly. Sure. We've been missing him all year. Um, to you know, to be completely honest, but yeah, I think you know he's doing really well for Birmingham so far as well um, over in England. So that's what happens when um, he gives a shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, you get engaged and you, you all of a sudden can can play pretty well. But uh, yeah, I think we're missing him a bit. But there again, he's gone, uh, not not coming back by any means. So um, nope. we've got to move on without. And we do have. I mean, you, you look at the the room that we have right now um, of center backs, and it's pretty crowded. Uh, you've got Drew Moore, who we don't think of as a, a player that's able to start games and play 90 minutes anymore. Um, he's more of a closer that comes in when we already are up by a goal. Viasia mm-hmm. is still kind of finding his feet. Not great in that position quite yet, especially when we go to two backs and he has less to um, kind of cover on both sides. Um, Abubakar has had some definite one-on-one difficulties and, um, that's come to full bear here in the last, uh, couple of weeks. And Wilson has had some injury trouble this year, but probably all in all is one of our best 
players on the team and definitely the leader of the defense. So um, it's it's a pretty crowded room. And you put in um, uh, Keita, Abubakar Keita, when he comes back in, and all of a sudden now, um, of course, at that point, Drew may or may not still still be on the side, but four center backs is still – uh, still pretty crowded, so I don't know that we're we're necessarily light in that position, but it does feel like a position where uh, we are not as strong as we'd like to be. But it's really amazing what a year does, because last year we were you know saying we needed that striker and we needed to figure out how to score goals, and this year uh, the, <laughs> we need that center back. <laughs> we need you know we're we're we've completely flipped the script. So um, very interesting, and will be interesting to see how that uh, plays out this weekend. Go get. Um... Go get Sergio Ramos, is what I say. I mean, how old is he now? Like 37, 38? Uh, See, but of know. course, with Chiellini's in, in what about, entrance to the league, uh, old center backs are fine. What about Arsenal, dude? Can they uh, loan us some guy that they uh, think is going to be the next fucking uh, guy for them? Maybe not, uh, maybe no, not trusty. Unfortunately, but, our cupboard's a bit bare because the uh, the good... Uh, youngsters that we have are already on loan. Uh, Omar Rekic uh, would probably come to mind. He would be a player that would be an MLS star, but is already on loan. Um, William Saliba, you know, was the defensive player of the year in France last year. I think that might be a bit above our draw. Um, and he's he's kind of the last uh, guy on the on the Arsenal roster still currently. So, no, I don't think Arsenal can can come in handy. Um, of course, you know, you, maybe if we would have just kept Trusty instead of selling him to <laughs> Arsenal to not even play for Arsenal ever, we would be a bit stronger, one might say. But such is the business. I'm looking at the roster here for uh, Arsenal. They don't even have Trusty listed on their on loan <laughs> section. Hell no. <laughs> he, he didn't. There was not even a... I, I said this when it happened. I said we'll never see Trusty even in a preseason game for Arsenal. Um, <laughs> this is a PR move. It's some sort of tax evasion that we haven't figured out yet. Um, yeah, like he's just stand... not of that level. But it's not to say that he's a bad player. But I think now, you know, once once he had the the move to Arsenal on the cards, um, you know, it, he definitely appeared checked out for the Rapids. However. You look around, um, you've got Bassett going to Fortuna Satard, I believe is is how you pronounce all that mm-hmm. uh, team. If you've never heard of them, more power to you. I'd never heard of them as an really? avid. All love, I mean, Fortuna Satard? What, yes, is, what is Fortuna Satard? That's the team um, I fade when, I, when Ajax is playing them. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's a big fade, right? <laughs> that's when we were taking Ajax minus three, but that's a lot of games. <laughs> but well, anyhow, you know, a lot of our players you know, are headed off. You know, Vines didn't star uh, like I thought he would for Antwerp last year. Um, how, he's starting how now. Much... He's starting now. He he is starting some games, and that's good. But if we could if we could have kept the team that we had together um, and, and not let some of these players go. I mean, if we never have the K experiment, but we keep Acosta and re-sign him, um, I, you just gotta, you gotta wonder what the team could look like in a, in an alternate reality where those are the facts, but, um, all in all, and then going back to trusty, uh, you know, I, I do think that we're missing a, a player of his caliber. Are we missing the trusty that we had this year? No, we are pretty much the, the same team. Yeah. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. I'm just uh just at a loss for how to fix the defense really. And I and I, you know, 
I remember earlier in the season, uh, you know, Robin said uh, finishing is an easy fix. Um, and sure enough, uh, it took a while for it to be a fix. Maybe it, take, maybe it takes until the playoffs for the Rapids to really kind of figure out their defense, but I'm not going to like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to exactly hold out that they're going to, you know, all of a sudden figure it out. Uh, my, my, my bet, my bet says otherwise, uh, but that, and that's just because, uh, you know, I, I felt this sort of energy in the, uh, the stadium when, when everything was coming together. I mean, not only did the, did the Rapids get the uh, four goals, it was a great game to watch, but the rest of the league fell into perfect place for us to be in the position that we're in right now. We have to capitalize on a, such a great Rapids friendly uh weekend of results i mean seattle went and lost um i think nashville lost uh portland uh drew with dallas um and so you got you got an eastern conference opponent in the crew you get three points there you're suddenly 33 points on level at seventh place with portland timbers and then we'll talk about it real quickly uh because we won't get a chance to pod uh, beforehand, but the Rapids also are facing the Vancouver Whitecaps next Wednesday, uh, and that's also a six-pointer. So if if you yeah, know, every game against Western Conference opposition at this point is pretty much six points to be won and lost. Um, really, no way around that for for the rest of the way in. But uh, what do you think about that game against Vancouver? I know Vancouver is a spoiler team that you like to uh, not sometimes anymore. not anymore make some plays on. They're they're an atrocious team, okay? They are not fun. It used to be okay. I could rely on them to put up some solid XG and be kind of a menace. And sometimes maybe kind of uh, maybe sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. But uh, this season they are bottom three in XG, okay? At home, uh, you know who the top three teams in XG at home are? I do not. Uh, it's both LA teams uh, at first and th- at second. You you want to guess which order they are in? No, sir. It's Galaxy at first with the most XG at home. LAFC at second, and right underneath them is the Colorado Rapids. So at home, we're getting a lot of chances, making a lot of chances. Um, you know, quality chances, of course, because it's such a high XG. Vancouver on the other end are in the bottom tier of of that sort of, uh, that sort of camp. Uh, and you know, if, if Vancouver can somehow score on our leaky defense, uh, then I'm cashing out that, uh, that, that bet <laughs> I'm cashing out the, the, the futures bet there. Cause then at that point there is serious concern about the defense, but I mean, you just need to go into to this Saturday, take care of business. Just like, you know, we kind of are at a point now where we expect the Rapids to really win at home. I think that's the expectation. Every single home game is a win, right? Should be. Um, I think it is. I don't think anyone's out there like, oh, I really hope we draw against uh, Columbus. Uh, and, and many times before, at, at this point of the season, uh, in, in years past, the Rapids would just kind of roll over, and we're like, okay, whatever. It's just a game to go to. We don't. If we win, cool. If we don't, like, whatever. Uh, nowadays, it's like, this is like crunch time. This is when it fucking matters. This is... Uh, Fun time. It's a fun time. These are to be big around. games, and mm-hmm. paint me a future where the Rapids go to Philadelphia on a five-game win streak. 
I mean, what, what, I mean, just imagine we go into that uh, spell on the road of Philadelphia, Nashville, DC United on a five game win streak. How much more fun that's going to be to watch, to travel away to. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a, a whole new season. And, you know, getting hot at the right time has a, a lot of benefits, but this is the time to do it. Like we've said for the last couple of weeks, this is when the games matter. Yeah, because last um, year, know, last year, what was the problem? Is, Yep. Last year, we were in a draw streak. Remember that? Where we were like, oh, we got another draw. We didn't lose. And they ended up helping well, yeah, us and in the Twitter end. account just loves saying how many times we'd gone unbeaten while all the while <laughs> we're losing points to everyone around us. Yep, yep, for sure. But, but Win streaks we? are definitely better than unbeaten streaks. Didn't we, though? Because at the end, we ended up on top, man. So, I mean, there's kind of a, you know, there's kind of a little blessing in those draw streaks. But, you know, like coming out of July – Coming out of uh, June, we had just beaten Cincinnati. We had a great July season. And then going into August, it was kind of a whimper. And then by the time that the playoffs finally came around, uh, we all know what happened. You, they, the Rapids were off for three, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. And then, yep, it all. But this time, if, if the Rapids come in hot, if they're on a tear uh, going, because right now is the time to get hot, right? Because. This is uh, the time. A, a loss to Minnesota and a loss to New York, and you're kind of, you know, thinking, okay, season's over. Uh, we were we were at season's over two weeks ago before the the Red Bulls game, uh, and a lot of people were ready to just kind of call it quits, right? Well, if I told you that we go to New York and ship four, and then we come back home to, against Minnesota and ship three. But I didn't tell you what we would score in those games. <laughs> you would not imagine that we're coming out of that six points the richer. Right. No, definitely not. And so that's why you said it makes, you know, next two games, win them. Like I said, I said beat Minnesota, beat Columbus, beat Whitecaps, and 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 we have a serious shot at the whole thing. I, I make it the playoffs, I should say. Because that was the thing that we said, right? That was what That was what you asked me. Uh, are we going to make where the playoffs? We, yeah, where do we string together wins? And, and you I called said this one right out. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as dominant as a win as you'd like. Not as convincing of of a um, of a win. I I think come this Saturday when the Rapids play Columbus, uh, give me a solid one zero. If we get a one zero, two zero, three zero, any amount any amount of goals seven zero. Give us three points. Give us three points, but no. Not shipping three or four goals. Don't concede. If you go in... <laughs> yeah, a clean sheet would, would be very confident sustaining. If we could score three and not concede, that would be beautiful. That would do Chef's wonders. Kiss. That would do wonders for my bet. Um, of course, we go up against Cucho Hernandez, who is... Uh, who who We're kind of uh, at a point now where his uh, scoring kind of streak is starting to you know flare out and temper out. Um but he came into the league and he started scoring like a madman. Um, and it's cooled off just in time for him to come to the Rapids and not score. Um, and sure enough, you'll, I'll probably bet a Cucho and Rubio goal <laughs> parlay. Uh, and that'll be my, my, <laughs> my play of the day for that one. But in my heart, I really want the shutout. I really need to see this team uh, collapse together a nice, solid first-half performance where they win in the first half see out the uh, the entire rest of the game and don't concede a goal because uh, that's ultimately uh, the surefire way of knowing whether or not this team has what it takes to not only uh, go and and go for the playoffs but also be a threat in the playoffs. 
Amen. And I got to admit, um, as a gambler, if we're talking tips, I would say both teams to score look so <laughs> ripe in this game. But, you know, that's that's why a, a clean sheet would look so good, because it, it proves that we are able to kind of settle in, outperform a team comfortably um, and be solid throughout, uh, which which I think gives us a ton of confidence. Um, but. Uh, you know, three points is three points at home. However, we come across them would be fine by me. Absolutely. That's going to be it from us here at uh, uh, the C38 podcast. You can follow the podcast at C38SG, uh, Centennial38 on Facebook. We do have uh, Facebook listeners after I uh, asked people if they're still Facebook, if people still use Facebook. Uh, but you can follow me at Warner's FC. Did they poke you? Almost. Can you still poke? No, I don't think you can poke anymore. Damn. Else, else I'd be poking you every day. Ooh. Saying when are we gonna? Pokes. When are we gonna fucking record the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be poking you. You're the yeah, guy no, with all yeah. the stuff am, going I am on. The guy. <laughs> uh, but we've also, you know, we got some big stuff going on this upcoming week. Uh, do we want to talk about that, or should we should we keep that a secret? Yeah, are you talking about next week, the twentieth? The Dynamo? Yep. Well, yeah. well, the the preview show for the game on the twentieth against Houston. The preview show? What do you... I am actually... Uh, no idea. Yeah, we're going to be doing another little collab with a certain group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. No, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. They talked about it on their show today, um, but we'll be collabing with the DNVR boys. What? That's news to me. I actually uh, had no idea we were doing that. You I'm just too. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. DNVR will join us next week. Um, to talk about, uh, not only, well, we'll let them talk about what they want to talk about. Uh, but yeah, uh, should be an exciting podcast next week. With, it will yeah, be a fun year. Yeah, uh, and I'd say all of our listeners, if you're not already listening to some DNVR, uh, good, good pod from them today too, talking about which rapid from history you would bring back into this team. Uh, we don't have to talk about it because they did such a damn good job. But uh, check those guys out. I'm, uh, I'm Mr. guessing Mitchell Carroll and Yah Yah will will be joining us next week, and uh, there's some top class guys. I'm guessing none of them said uh, Gashi. Gashi got a mention. Gashi okay. got a throw out. Now Gashi I don't think mentions that he was over universally 25. agreed might help this team the most, but uh, some attributes like the fact he would be willing to, uh, you know, pull the trigger from all ranges and Gashi bomb. Um, some some deep goals was was something that we thought would add to the add to the side, um, or at least that's what the the takes were on DNVR today. Well, I'm wearing my Basel kit right now, and so my answer is Gashi. Final answer, Gashi. That's gonna be it from us, guys. Uh, have a great rest of your week, and we will see you at the tailgate and at the game this Saturday. Go Rapids! Let's. Get this three Zardes back to back hat tricks. You heard it here first. I better see you put some money on that. <laughs> if some guys. money is uh, very little money, then yes, sir. <laughs> Take care, guys. We'll see you. Bye bye.